Welcome back to Well, That's Interesting, the Do We Really Have to? Yes, We Do edition. Oh my God. (laughs) I mean, I think this is the first thing I think every morning when I wake up. (laughs) Do we have to do this again? (laughs) Do we have to do the whole getting out of bed and everything that follows thing again? Uh, And I just stay here. And watch Netflix forever. Yeah. Yeah. And then but. occasionally leave to like get cocktails. Yeah. <laughs> Today's episode 067, we need to talk about brain tapeworms. Oh, man. <laughs> See, I told you. I, okay, here's the thing. Uh, the only thing I know about tapeworms, yeah. not brain tapeworms, but the OG tapeworms, mm. is that people get them yes. to lose weight. No. <laughs> no. I have, that's what I've heard. Uh, but here's the thing. Of all the places, like the one yeah. place I don't want to lose weight is um is actually my brain. No, no, that's not. You don't want that. I, no. I want her to be as juicy and <laughs> amazing and Luxurious. big, mm-hmm. hydrated. Yeah, oh, that's good. That's a good one. Everything. Yeah. I I, I I don't want to lose weight there. No. No. It just, just don't. Yeah. We're going to talk about tapeworms in uh, human guts for like a second. And when you hear it, when you hear what goes on, uh, no, there's no way you're going to want that. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm excited now. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds really gross. I'm pumped. uh, I'm Jill Chacha and I'm with uh, uh, tapeworm free Marissa Riley. That's me. (laughs) It's true. I am tapeworm free. As far as I know. <laughs> that's, that's true. Oh, yeah, my we're gonna, God. There's going to be a story. Do I have one? Yeah. Jill, oh, my God, I have a tapeworm. Ah, this sucks. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that, too, how you can have them okay. and not know it. So that's... Oh, well, that makes yeah. me feel awesome. <laughs> that makes me feel great. <laughs> well, we're, we're getting... Thanks, a, Jill. We're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> First... Uh, if this is your first time listening, welcome, welcome to the flock. Welcome. <laughs> Dr. Riley here uh, comes in cold and learns everything in real time, just like you. It's so. true. I had no idea what we were going to talk about. I was having a wonderful night, <laughs> uh, <laughs> just a wonderful, relaxed night. And now I have a tapeworm. So <laughs> that's, that's, how, that's how this podcast works. That's right. Oh, you took the words right out of my mouth. Yep. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, I guess we should begin. We definitely should. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we have two stories today that have one thing in common, and that commonality is shocking for a number of reasons. Okay. Uh, Sure, these are tapeworms in human brains, and that's a doozy. Yeah. (laughs) But there's even more to it. Great. There's so much to this episode. I love it. My God. (laughs) So... To begin, we need to travel back in time just a smidge to 2018. Oh my god, that was like decades ago. You're right. Yeah, scratch that out. 75 years ago to 2018. (laughs) (laughs) It's 4 a.m. and every moment up until now has been uneventful and a typical sleepy evening for our 38-year-old soon-to-be patient. It was around this time when that patient's wife frantically called 911. Oh no telling the operator her husband had suddenly fallen out of bed and onto the floor, where she described him as shaking, but then came to only to be, quote, speaking gibberish. Well, that's absolutely horrifying. Yeah. I I mean, it, it, I'm not going to lie. As someone who's seen a lot of movies about demons, (laughs) this, this feels very demonic. And, uh, no, actually, this is the one time it's not an alien. I am pretty sure 
I'm 99% sure it's a possession, but if it's not a possession, it yeah. sounds like a seizure and or a stroke. Thank you, doctor. That's my diagnosis. That's your top three. I like yep, it. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I like it. So confused and disoriented, the patient couldn't understand that the paramedics who arrived shortly after the call were there to help. Oh, that's so scary. Yeah. He was reportedly aggressive and resisted being put in the ambulance. And to make a chaotic scene even more so, when they arrived at the emergency room at the Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston, the man suffered a tonic-clonic seizure, lasting a full two minutes. And this is the kind of seizure people think of when you hear the word seizure. It's a loss of consciousness and violent muscle contractions occur. Yikes. Yeah. Um, two minutes is a long time. That is an eternity. As a, as a stand-up comic, I'm fully aware what two minutes feels like. Yeah. And it is, it's hours. <laughs> yes. It's hours. Decades. Yeah. 75 years. <laughs> when you're bombing, it's like, it is 75 years yeah. of just sweating. Mm-hmm. and But, I mean, this person had a seizure, so this is very different. But yeah. that's a long time. Time. To have a seizure. Yeah. Fucking time. So, um, now, doctors weren't sure yet what the fuck was going on with this guy, but they knew they had to get these seizures under control. Yes. Upon which they gave him lorazepam intravenously. Okay. Now... With this subsided, doctors were, were able to dig in and figure some things out. But honestly, they didn't have much to go on. Oh. The, the patient hadn't been ill. He had no history of seizures or any cardio, cardiovascular, respiratory, gastrointestinal, or neurologic disorders. Oh my God, it must be nice to have no, <laughs> no disorders. No problems. Until right now, this actually, this problem this kind of like... Makes up for it. Makes yeah. up for it, yeah. <laughs> so... He took no medications, had no known adverse reactions to medications. He lived with his wife, daughter, and son, who told doctors he didn't even drink or smoke or do any drugs. Oh, my God. (laughs) Good for him. Yeah. I I don't even know what to say to that. Yes. I'm speechless. Yeah. (laughs) So there wasn't even a family history of seizure disorder or other neurologic diseases. Nothing. Zilch. Zero to work on. But for some reason, this guy had a heart rate of 120 beats per minute and was taking 22 breaths per minute. And although his eyes were open, he wasn't responding to questions or commands. God, that's scary. Fucking terrifying. And get this, quote, the score on the Glasgow coma scale was six on a scale of three to 15 with lower scores indicating greater alteration of consciousness, end quote. So apparently there's a coma scale that exists and six is pretty goddamn low, so... That's not good. Okay. Also, I just want to point out that the coma scale is weird. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Three to 15? Yeah. I'm sure there's a great reason for it Um, that that doctors understand that as like a person who's not a real doctor, a fake doctor, I'm like, we should have done one to 10. Mm. But that's just me. Yeah. (laughs) I I gave it a thought while I was writing. I was like, yeah, why is it three to 15? I'm like, maybe one and zero is like, you're dead. Oh. <laughs> it's like no consciousness. Yeah. Way to I think. bring the room down. Uh. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but that actually makes sense. Yeah. That totally makes sense. That's I, I didn't look into it. I just saw that quote and I'm like, I got to use this quote. Glasgow. Right. Glasgow. Glasgow. <laughs> Sorry. Glasgow. I'll, I'll, I'll move on. Glas- Glasgow. So Glasgow. Glasgow. Anyways, thank you Glasgow. for enlightening me. Uh, well... My apologies to that beautiful city. Anyway, 
Um, by the way, that quote was from the case study published early November of this year in the New England Journal of Medicine. So his medical history doesn't help and his body is still in bad shape. The seizures, though, suggest there may be an issue with his head. Ah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so it's time to take a look at his brain. Ooh, say? I love looking at a brain. All right, all I right, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Marissa, I'd like to show you a CT scan that was performed. Um, with your best doctoral knowledge, uh, what do you see? And is there anything that doesn't look right? Oh my God, and I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> all photos that we look at today will be on our social media stuffs. So please come on by and you can... Uh, diagnose as well that's always fun yeah all right pulling it up right now and the arrows are at the top okay yeah so i see a brain Mm -hmm. um from the top yeah so this is uh at the the arrows are here this would be the frontal lobe at the top of the photo i see okay arrow pointing to something odd okay so imagine we're looking straight down at someone's head and and I would say in where the frontal lobe is, um, is a little spot, yep. uh, which stresses me out. And there are three pictures of this, uh, in, all in the same uh, view. And there's this little spot, and you can see it in every picture. There's a little arrow pointing to it, which is really helpful for me. <laughs> me, a fake doctor. And, um, and yeah, I have a feeling... I know what that is, um, based on the title of this podcast. Oh, it, it gets so good, though. Oh, my God. Yeah, it gets no. so good. Yeah, um, it's pretty obvious. There's one very round, very solid mass whose precise shape and density were all doctors needed to see to make a diagnosis. Oh, my God. And Dr. Marissa, would you like to do the honors of telling us what that is? Oh, of course. Yes. Okay. Give it to me. All right. Um <laughs> Okay, from the Washington Post, quote, doctors diagnosed the man with neurocysticercosis, neurocysticercosis, nailed it, it, after they concluded that (laughs) larval cysts from a tapeworm had migrated to his head 20 years ago and embedded into parts of his brain mm-hmm. and quote i'm just gonna yeah. go throw up <laughs> forever i'm just oh, gonna no. throw up forever i am not that squeamish of a person i i, I watch french french body. extremity yeah. body horrors she does they know how to fuck up a body yeah. <laughs> and this is grossing me out this is yes, I did it. <laughs> you did it. A larval. Well, I didn't do it. So a larval cyst mm-hmm. in his head for twenty years. Yeah, a bug mm. in his head. Yes, an egg, a bug egg yeah. in his. I'm processing this yeah, I, real I, time. I, I can feel it. I can feel it. It's hard. I know. And yeah, yeah. You probably have a lot of questions, but we. But before we get into who this tapeworm is, yeah, how it got there, its life cycle, etc. First, let me begin by saying that the larval cyst that was found was long dead. I don't think I like that better. I don't think I like the idea of a dead body in my head for twenty years. Yeah, yeah. I know. How poetic was that sentence, though? (laughs) You're a poet. Absolute poet. Yeah. Again, I 
probably, I knew this was not going to make you feel any better, but I'm going to continue. Quote, this gentleman was a little atypical, but not amazingly rare, in that his parasites were dead and calcified. Oh, no. And there was no living parasite in his brain for one or two decades. Edward T. Ryan, the director of Global Infectious Diseases at Massachusetts General Hospital, who told uh, the Washington Post. It calcified? Yeah. Oh! (laughs) Uh, Continuing with the quote, the infection was long gone, but parts of his brain were scarred. Great. And that scarred area was leading to the seizures, end quote. Oh my God. This is like a perfect storm of just terrible things. Yeah. This is like, there's oh, a yeah. bug in your head and it's dead and it's been there for 20 years and now it's turning into a little rock and yeah. and you have a scar in your brain. Yeah, that's really bad. You have a brain scar. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, uh, so a baby tapeworm died in his brain. Yep, those are words we just said. Uh, calcified, caused scarring, and here we are today. Oh my god. So, who is it? My friends, this species, this was a species of pork tapeworm. Oh, Jesus. Called Tania solium. Okay. Uh, and like its name suggests, this worm was clever enough to figure out humans really like to eat pork and evolved a way to use pig bodies and our bodies to complete its life cycle. Okay, so um, I eat a lot of pork. Yeah. So mm. um, I feel great right now. I just feel <laughs> on top of the world. Um, yeah. we're, don't worry, we're going to talk about ways to uh, ease your mind about this pork, t- pork tapeworm. Okay. So, yeah. okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's gonna be okay. Everybody, breathe. So uh, now I'll have a really cute, colorful graphic on our social media stuffs to illustrate its life cycle. But Dr. Marissa, <laughs> please do us the honors of telling us how larval cysts can end up in the human body, as described by the CDC. Okay. <laughs> All right, quote, pigs become infected by ingesting vegetation contaminated with microscopic pieces of feces within which tapeworm eggs can be found. The eggs progress into a stage of larvae. Uh, uh, (coughs) Sorry, I'm choked up by how gross this is. It's a hell of a word, larvae. The eggs progress into a stage of larva that embeds into their intestine wall or within their muscle tissues. This is called a cysticercus and it can survive for several years in the animal. Humans become infected by ingesting raw or undercooked infected meat and quote, mm-hmm. I have 100% eaten not cooked enough <laughs> pork yeah. many times <laughs> in the last month. Like, I, I'm stressed. And you're from Texas, so. And I, yeah, and I've been doing it my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> so, cool. Awesome. Uh, so thank you, Dr. Marissa. No I'll, problem. I'll carry on from here. Uh, my friends, in the human intestine. The cysticercus develops into an adult tapeworm within two months and can survive for years, somewhere between five and ten, uh, with fellow adult adult tapeworms just having sex and laying up to 50,000 eggs each time in your colon. Oh my god, that sounds exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, those eggs are pooped out, and my friends, if that infected person doesn't watch, wash their hands after touching their butt, those microscopic eggs can end up 
for example, in your food that they prepared. And you eat them. And now you're a host. And you didn't even have to be anywhere near a pork product. Yeah. Washing your hands. It's a big deal. We have to do it, you guys. (laughs) I I just don't have time. I don't think... Anyone has time for a larval head cyst. No, no. Put it on a tote. If you weren't washing your hands before, don't even do it for COVID. Do it for the larval cyst, but also do it for COVID. No one wants that either. Yeah. Uh, Believe it or not, if this happens, if you happen to swallow these eggs, the best case scenario is those eggs maturing in your gut. Great. Because if that larval cyst wanders, it could end up anywhere, like in your brain potentially causing havoc, a condition Dr. Marissa brought up before called neurocysticercosis. Uh-huh, yes. And hold on to your butts. Okay. Because here's the big reveal. Yeah, I know. Um, if you haven't had a listen to episode 064, How Human Brains Were Once Used as Medicine, give it a go. Oh. It's just a few before, right? I'm really stressed that we're referencing that <laughs> one. <laughs> Now, you'll get to a part where we talk about how 50% of folks who are diagnosed with seizure disorder have no idea what the cause is. Absolutely, yes. But get this, that other 50%, well, they do know the cause. And according to the CDC, neurocysticercosis, these immature pork tapeworms, they're a leading cause of adult-onset epilepsy worldwide. Oh, my God. Yeah. Can you fucking believe that? Half of the people who have epilepsy got it from a part of a, sec, a, percent, a percentage of those of that fifty percent. The lead, one of the leading causes is this. Oh my Fucking God. tapeworm that ended up in their head. I have to go to the doctor tomorrow. I'm just like, <laughs> I, we all have to go to the doctor tomorrow. Yes. Let's all do this together. Let's all get on ZocDoc.com. <laughs> This is not an advertisement, but they feel free to pay us. Sure. We give them lots of reasons. We give people lots of reasons to go to the doctor. That's true. Um, and yeah. Yeah. I, I, what a, f- right? What a fucking reveal. What a reveal. Yeah. Oh, wow. So. Jill, you really outdid yourself. <laughs> There's about a thousand new hospitalizations for neurocysticercosis in the United States each year. And those hospitalizations sometimes come five those hospitalizations occur five to 10 years after the wandering parasites die in a place where the body can't get rid of them. The bodies can cause inflammation, leading to symptoms such as headaches or seizures. Oh my God. So I have had a headache for like the last seven years. (laughs) Do you think it's this? Sure. Okay. (laughs) Well, now I figured it out. Great. Continue. Uh, So speaking of which, uh, this dude, our patient, it's hard to narrow down where I'm sorry, when the larva embedded into his brain. But the leading theory is that 20 years ago, he lived in a rugged rural part of Guatemala before coming to the United States. Quote, parasite-related illnesses are endemic in the area of Guatemala where he lived, the case study said. So it's possible he got it then. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm super stoked to report uh, doctors have been following up with the patient since 2018. Uh, the swelling around the largest lesion in his brain had gone down, and he hasn't had any seizures while on medication. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That is amazing. It's good for great. him. Yeah. I'm, I'm really happy about that. Super great. And also super great. After the break, one more, one more story. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> and heads up, folks. You don't have to wait for the parasite to die in your brain to have problems. Oh, fun. So... <laughs> 
an epic story of survival and grossiness coming up. Good times. Stay tuned. Please do. (laughs) Wait a minute. Have you heard the strange and unusual stories of the Forgotten News Podcast? Hello, everyone. This is Jim. This is Kit Karen. We host the Forgotten News Podcast. On our show, we tell true stories from history, but not the stories you learned in school. We tell stories that are obscure, mysterious, weird, wild. For example, the teenage girl who committed the last stagecoach robbery in the United States in 1899. The really dumb gang of crooks who unintentionally kidnapped the lieutenant governor of Idaho in 1929. The group of old ladies in 1893 who would secretly go out at midnight to castrate cats and then, um, speed up their journey to heaven. The farmer who vanished into thin air in front of witnesses as he simply walked across his empty dirt yard in 1889. So, on any given episode, our stories might be serious, silly, or sad. But they will always be true. So, now you know pretty much everything about what to expect if you listen to the Forgotten News Podcast. We think you'll like it. So, please, give us a try. We can hardly wait to have you be part of our audience. Thanks for listening. Bye. And we're back. We are so back. We're so back. And don't you know it, we're also back in 2018. Aww. What an innocent time, you know? (laughs) Nothing happened, except for this. But... Other than this, nothing happened. Uh, yeah, what a year for tapeworms. You oh, know? Was... It, that was really their year. That's <laughs> that their was. time to shine. Uh, we're not in Boston this time. We're actually in the state of New York. Ah. Yeah, specifically Middleton, New York. Okay, I've never so, heard of it. Where is that? Good question. Uh, well, everyone, please imagine New York City. Okay. Point to it. And please move your finger up about an inch and a little to the left. And here we are at the home of Rachel Palma. Ah, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Now, with the start of 2018 came the start of some disturbing symptoms. Always fun. Yeah. According to the Today Show, quote, she was having hallucinations, insomnia, and horrific nightmares. Her right hand would suddenly give way and she'd drop things. Oh, my God. Yeah. She was having trouble finding the right words and made alarming phone calls to her family that she didn't remember. Oh, my God. Rachel. I'm sorry. Rachel went on to tell health.com, quote, I would not know where I was at times. I was in and out. I couldn't find the words to communicate. I showed up at work without my uniform, and I've been there for five years. But two hours later, everything would be fine, end quote. I, I hate to say this, but I'm like 90% sure, yeah. once again, <laughs> this is a possession. Possession. This sounds mm. so possession yes. Yeah. This is You're right. so a demon. All right, we solved it. I guess this is the end, end of the podcast. End of the podcast. That's it. We're done. Right. Cool. You're welcome. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, like most Americans choosing between health care and bankruptcy, she... <laughs> oh, that's 
so depressing. Yeah. She ignored her symptoms, uh, which were screaming, this is a neurological problem. Yes. Uh, it wasn't until eight months, eight months after the first of these symptoms, Rachel made the two-hour drive to Manhattan, where she had a consultation at Mount Sinai Medical Center. Oh, my God. We really need to fix health care at some point. <laughs> Someone... Somebody. Somebody put that on a list, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put it on a list. Put it at the top. That's right. Move the old tire problem to the side. Oh, my God. <laughs> old tire problem. I can't That's... believe it. But, yes, we need to work on health care so Rachel doesn't have to live missing chunks of her life and dropping stuff. That yeah. sounds horrifying. Yeah, dropping stuff. <laughs> Jeez. <Sorry>. Okay. <laughs> Dr. Marissa, from today.com, please tell us what tests were performed and what were the initial results? I would love to talk about it. All right, quote, finally, an MRI scan of her head caught doctors' attention. It showed a lesion on the left side of her brain, roughly the size of a marble. Oh, my God. The left side of her brain in right-handed okay the left side of the brain in right-handed people controls language and executive function said dr jonathan rasuli chief chief neurosurgery resident at the icon school of medicine at mount sinai in new york city who was a part of the team that treated palma her lesion was located next to the area of the brain that controls speech (laughs) Great. And it lit up brightly when the MRI was done with contrast, suggesting a malignant brain tumor, Razuli added. Fuck. Doctors counseled Palma that she was potentially facing a cancer that required surgery, chemotherapy, and radiation. End quote. Mm. Rachel. I know. I know. This is terrible. Oh, it's but, really yeah. What's that? But yeah, based on what we've been talking about <laughs> yeah, today, keep that in the back of your mind. I have a feeling... or the front of your mind on the left side okay. where that controls speech. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Tell me more. Okay. Tell me more. Yeah. This is the shittiest diagnosis, though. Yeah. Uh, but luckily, with the support of her husband and medical team, Rachel soldiered on and went into so- surgery shortly thereafter. Okay. The doctor performing the surgery was Dr. Raj uh, Sirji Vastara, or Vastava, sorry, Raj, Dr. Raj, and it wasn't his first brain ra- rodeo. <laughs> brain, I love that, brain radio. Put that on a tote. We have so many totes. So many. <laughs> uh, upon opening her skull, he expected to find a typical brain tumor, what he describes as soft and spread out. Okay. Instead, they saw, quote, this very firm, very well encapsulated thing. It looked like a quail egg, Dr. Jonathan Rasuli recalled to, 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 to today.com. I could read. Quote, they removed it in one piece and cut into it to see what was inside. End quote. Oh, my God. Uh, oh! <laughs> Sorry, I haven't talked in a minute. Yeah. My, I've just been like. Leaning back away from the screen. <laughs> quietly <laughs> dying. Um, uh, Dr. Marissa, would you like to see what they removed and what was inside? I mean, I really do. <laughs> okay. I, I am so grossed up, but I, I really right. need to see what's inside. All right, here we go. Of course, all photos will be on our social media stuff. So please come on by and see what they pulled out of uh, Rachel's head. Oh, my God. All right, Deep breaths. Go. Okay. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yep. There's a oh. sack-looking thing there. Yep. It's okay. 
I don't really know what I'm looking at. I just know it's so gross. I see a sack and it's bloody. Yeah. And then next to it looks like um, hard white balls yeah. attached together by like strings of brown mucus. Is that not the most disgusting yeah, thing it's pretty awful. that's ever come out of my mouth? And that's not all. And then there's this other white ball yeah. over here. I don't know what's going on there. Basically, it looks like... <laughs> Sort of mucus encased little white balls. Yeah. That came out of a bigger white ball. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Oh, this is gross. Yeah. Basically, my friends, this wasn't a quail egg, but a sack or a cyst that had a baby tapeworm in it. It's disgusting. Alive oh. well. Alive? <laughs> oh, no. No. It's okay. Oh, it's not. Oh, no. I broke her. I broke her. You broke Is this me. the one? Episode 067, This huh? is it. Wow. This is it. 67 <laughs> episodes. Oh, my God. I'm going to throw up. That's okay. so gross. Tell me more. Uh, now, just to give you an idea of how shitty cancer is, the medical staff was fucking thrilled. Rachel's, Rachel's <laughs> problems were caused by a parasite and not a tumor. Quote, she had a single parasite in her head that we were able to take out. We were very happy. <laughs> It was one of those rare situations where you see a parasite and you're like, wow, this is great, end quote. <laughs> Rasuli told today.com. Yeah. Oh, so. my God. You know that doctor tells the story and has a picture of that on his phone. Oh, absolutely. And he, at every dinner party, he talks about this. <laughs> yes. He talks about this. He's like, you want to see a picture? And everyone's like, no. And he's like, I'm showing it to you anyway. They're like, oh, I wish he would just show us pictures of his kids like a normal guy. And- like a normal doctor. I bet he should put it on a shirt. He should <laughs> definitely open, his, open up his button shirt, and then underneath is a T-shirt with this on it, Superman style. You want to know what I pulled out of a woman's head? Pop, 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 pop. That's his buttons. I pulled this out, and then he points to his chest with like finger guns. I'm into it. Yeah, I'm into it. Think about it, Doctor. Think about it for your future. Think about it, Rizuli. Think about it for you, Doctor Riley. Okay. Yep. Anyway, so yes, my friends, this is an example of our terrible friend, neurocystisarcosis. And because Rachel hadn't traveled out of the country ever in her life, mm. nor recalls eating any questionable food, doctors didn't think she was a candidate for it. That's why they jumped to the cancer diagnosis. Oh. Yeah. But at some point, she either ate undercooked pork or maybe it was transferred to her via unwashed hands. Uh, unwashed hands, we don't know. But we do know is that she's doing just fine right now. That is wonderful news. And I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'd rather have a live baby tapeworm in my head than cancer. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. As gross as it is. It's true. Yeah. It's a fucked up game of would you rather, yeah. That's a really fucked up game. But now you know the answer to that one, if that ever comes up at a party. Tapeworm. (laughs) There you go. Brain tapeworm. Ugh. Now, Dr. Marissa, would you like to see a picture of a smiling Rachel? And would you please read the caption for us as well? I would love to. Okay, here she is. Oh, she looks great. She She's so great. happy. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. All right, so there's a picture of a woman smiling. She looks totally normal and totally great, totally happy. And the quote under it says, I'm actually feeling quite good. It's almost like it never happened, other than people asking about it. <laughs> Palma said, courtesy of Rachel Palma. Yeah. That is so amazing. Yeah. Rachel, that, 
You have a great sense of humor. I really so appreciate great. it. I'm so glad we saved your life. Yeah. Um, I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> all of us collectively. We all yeah. saved your life. Yes. <laughs> so a super happy ending there. And if you're curious on how to prevent the spread of neurocysticarcosis or COVID, please wash your hands well. Uh, you could also get yourself a food thermometer and be sure to, uh, let's see, when you're cooking whole cuts of meat, okay. excluding poultry, uh, cook them to at least 145 degrees Fahrenheit or 63 degrees Celsius, and make sure your food thermometer is placed in the thickest part of the meat. Uh, for ground meat, it's ground meat, uh, excluding poultry, cook it to at least 160 degrees Fahrenheit or 71 degrees Celsius. And all of that came from the CDC. The fucking end. Amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just going to memorize all of that information right now. Or I'll just never cook or eat again. Um, <laughs> easy. Easy. Yes. I'll just never eat anything other than bread again. Yeah. Just bread we, for... We've got wine. We can make it. Bread and wine anything. till the end of time. I'll just be French. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> the only way to not get this tapeworm yeah. is to be French. No tapeworms for moi. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Put it on a tote. Put it on a tote. Put it on a tote. So, and thank you for listening, rating, subscribing, telling your friends about this tapeworm that causes nearly 50% of other fucking seizure-related diagnoses or Jeez. something like it. Jesus. Yeah. So. Oh, also, thanks for everyone who wished me happy birthday on ah. Twitter and social media. Y'all are the best. You really made my day. Uh, I'm so honored that... Um, Y'all thought of me yeah. and and listen to the pod. And yeah, y'all are the best. They're, Thank you. The, the flock is the absolute best. The flock is the best. And please, stay interesting. Oh, please do.